Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 83. So to start our episode, we are going to continue our 10K giveaway, first by announcing last week's winner. So last episode, we um, were giving away three magnets from our friends at Magnetic Flux Co. So the winner of those magnets is Rachel from Bibbidi Bobbidi Bubbly on Instagram. So Rachel, thank you so much for listening. We will be reaching out to you shortly so that we can mail you those magnets. So this week, this is giveaway number six out of ten. So we are over halfway done. That's crazy to think. Um, But this week's giveaway is going to be an Andy's security t-shirt from Bay Lake Design. So if you kind of think back to that interview that we did, that was a big t-shirt and that had a lot of sentimental value. So we're so excited to give that away. Don't forget, if you are interested in entering, all you have to do is take a screenshot, share that, send it to us, let us know that you're listening, and if you've been entering, you are still entered in to win. Perfect. So today's interview is a really fun one because it's been a long time since we've talked to a travel planner or a travel agent, whatever terminology you want to use. I'm going to be very forward with this one. Obviously, with anybody, we have good days and bad days. Catherine and I were not on our game as much for this interview. We just weren't in sync. I don't know what we were doing. But luckily, Brienne with from Travel with Brienne was absolutely amazing. So she carried the conversation. She made up for our blunders and our brain farts, whatever else we had. <laughs> um, so we're so appreciative. Um, but like with anything, I think I've mentioned this before, We try to leave it as unedited as we possibly can because I think that just makes for a more authentic sound and a more, you know, conversational feeling than if we edited out every single blunder that we had. Yeah. So just wanted to get that out there. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I'll go ahead and we'll turn it over to our interview with Travel with Brienne. Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Brienne. I am... um a Washington state girl. Um, but I am an annual pass holder for Disney world this year. Um, (laughs) which I know is a long ways away. Um, I have one little, she's seven and I chased her all over the place. She's the best travel partner that I could ever hope for. And a husband that only likes to go every once in a while. So he likes to stay home alone while the girls take (laughs) off an adventure. So that's kind of (laughs) me. I love that. So just outside of Disney, so we'll hold off on that for a second. Just tell us more about you. You know, what is your background um, and how did you get started with everything? So um, I do have a day job. I work for our um, local electric company, which is kind of funny, totally left field from what um, I do for fun, I guess. Um, I love to travel. I have backpacked through Europe. I have driven from here to Texas. I have, I, I just love to do it. Um, but I think it's overwhelming for people um, that have maybe never dipped their toes in to something beyond Expedia, for example. Um, and so I think that I really 
saw a need for somebody to guide others um, and help them have fun vacations that aren't overwhelming. Um, and so I planned for people a ton before I thought, Hey, maybe I should get paid for it. And, um, <laughs> you know, here we are, it's been a really, really cool adventure. For sure. Something that we've never talked about on the podcast is how many people, because th the majority of the guests that we talk to still have day jobs that they do, you know, in addition to their side hustles, if that's the term that we want to use for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I use. <laughs> but it is so interesting of how they like contrast so much. So like the podcast being our thing, I guess it's more similar for you, Catherine, as a teacher where you talk all day, but I don't, <laughs> I barely talk to anyone all day. And like, you'll hear people who have these blogs and like, they don't write anywhere in their work. So I guess it's that balance that people are looking for of, you can't do the same thing all day long. Yeah. I mean, I love my day job. Don't get me wrong. Like I've been there for almost 15 years. Um, I'll retire from there to be honest. It's, I really love who I, what I do and who I do it with. But um, when I'm not there, I am usually toting a suitcase around. So this is a really good side hustle is exactly, exactly what I call it. Um, and it was the perfect segue into, um, you know, I get to say, oh, I'm, I'm on a business trip, really, <laughs> in Disney. So it's been kind of fun. So you mentioned that you backpacked in Europe. When you, and that makes my like blood pressure rise. That makes me so nervous. <laughs> oh but when you started planning trips for people, was it always Disney or did you start planning like other trips too? Um, it, I wouldn't think it, I can't really say it was Disney to be honest, because that particular trip that I was on in Europe, um, was with a couple other friends. Um, and I planned that, um, and it, that was extremely overwhelming for me because, you know, you have a language barrier. I've never traveled to an English speaking country over there, which has kind of been cool. Um, and there's so many modes of transportation and you have train schedules and flights and, you know, we stayed in apartments most of the time and it was really, really cool to like learn about, well, you can't drop a rental car off in this country because there's a huge charge because you cross the border and, you know, different things like that. And that, like having that trip go off with a hitch planning wise was really probably what catapulted me into like, okay, this is a good fit for me because it was, it was so fun, such an adventure. Um, I can't wait to take my daughter someday, but I went with girlfriends, my husband stayed home. So that was a cool trip. <laughs> After this, we're going to set up a one-on-one -on -one consultation between you and Catherine because <laughs> that's like so... my dream is to do that. And you're just not to that point yet. I respect yeah. that. But hopefully one day. Just Someday. It's so worth going. It's so, my goodness. Like just, I saw a meme recently, which is kind of sad, that said, you know, Notre Dame catching on fire. All of a sudden, everyone that's ever been to France gets to brag about their vacations again. And mm -hmm. that is sadly the truth because I whipped out a photo of Notre Dame you know <laughs> posted it but yep I did the same thing yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's just like little things like because we've traveled domestically and staying mainly domestically yeah and you know we're staying in a hotel pretty much the same one the whole time Catherine's like a huge packer and like takes the huge bag and just the thought of me saying like hey if we go to Europe like 
we might have to do laundry and like pack lighter <laughs> and that just like makes you break out in hives i feel like oh yeah i don't know oh. if i can handle that <laughs> it's oh my word i well you guys probably don't have enough time but i i both people i was trying well me and the other person i was traveling with the first time i went my luggage got left in chicago hers got left in frankfurt germany so when we got to italy neither of us had suitcases for three days Man. So, I slept wrapped in a sheet and washed my underwear in the sink. So, you know, <laughs> you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. That's just one of the things that makes a great story afterwards. It does. Afterwards. At the time, it was atrocious. Now it's really funny. It's, but... <laughs> so, of course, we know that you're not specifically tied down to Disney, but you, obviously you have a, a pretty high interest in it, and it's somewhere that you visit a lot. So we want to get the foundation of what is your Disney story, kind of how did you develop and grow that passion for it? So we um, grew up going to Disneyland as West Coasters, um, and it was just always really, like, my parents surprised us every time we went, which was really exciting. Um, it just is so familiar to me. It really does feel like home. Um, I love the atmosphere that Walt created and it's clean and happy and loving. It's just a completely different atmosphere to any amusement park. Um, and then when I got married a million years ago, we honeymooned in Disney world, um, as like bright eyed 22 year old kids. That was a huge adventure for us <laughs> to fly across the country <laughs> without anybody else. Um, and it was amazing. We had the best time. We were treated so well and it just really like sparked in us. Like this is like, we just want to keep coming here. We couldn't wait to take our daughter once she was born. And, um, it's just, it's like, what we save for well me personally he he <laughs> likes to buy jeeps and things but <laughs> i like to save for plane tickets so it's like just ingrained in me as a little girl like it was the truly like the best place on earth for sure i think that's something that most disney fanatics can definitely relate to just that love for disney and thinking that it's the most magical place ever it is it yeah I can't believe I was so close to Disney or in Paris and didn't go, but you know, I guess I'll just have to go back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now that makes Brendan breaks out in hives because oh. he wants to go. Yeah, yes. sure. I mean, we're going to, okay. We haven't shared on the podcast, but we're going to Italy and Greece next summer in 2020. And I'm like, amazing. our crew, we're going on a cruise. Our cruise ends in Rome why would we not just add a couple of days and go to Paris? Why you know, not? It's not that far away. <laughs> we can take You're a train. On the continent. Yep. So I feel like it's a no-brainer. We're gonna have to make it happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know a travel planner now in the event that you'd need some help. <laughs> that is very true. That is a wonderful point. So, talking about kind of, I guess let's. Let's break it down for someone who's maybe not as familiar with the term and the services and kind of the relationship between a travel planner and a client. Kind of what is that all encompassing? Like, what is your role? How do you help people achieve those those really great vacations? Um, well, so I think one of the biggest miscommunications I think people have with travel agents or travel planners is that we cost something. Um, my planning services are free, which is cool. And 
most travel planners are free also um are we get paid by whomever the travel carrier is which in most cases for me it's disney um so i have a lot of people like that are just like friends of the family or people I know that reach out and just are feeling really overwhelmed with trips and just looking for some help. Um, And we can do everything or we can be really hands off and, you know, book your trip and, you know, check in when you travel and that's it. So I think I have a lot of clients that really do want a full service plan. um, And that is super fun for me. You know, I'm, getting up at four in the morning to make fast pass reservations and dining reservations and, you know, helping them choose a hotel and they've never been before. But I also, like I said, have some clients who really just want a hotel reservation and away they go. So it's every client is different. So it's, it's been really, really cool though, to see like everyone's choices and, you know, like I'm booking dining, like right now, actually for a client and all three of her choices, I like, would not have chosen um, off the top of my head, but I'm so excited to hear about some different places. So everybody's tastes are different. It's really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's the word that comes to mind for me is that it's so customizable and that you're doing different things for each people, um, you know, for each client that comes along. So talking yeah. about kind of, you know, what does it look like for someone like what kind of plans do they need to have? Do they just need to have a destination when they come to your, come to you or do they need to have, you know, what does that process look like? I know this is like a rambling. <laughs> Super rambling. <laughs> but... No, it's, um, I think that's something definitely worth talking about because I think um, I have clients come to me who say, I want to travel to Disney World, for example, on August 15th through the 20th and I want to stay here and I want to eat at, um, you know, T-Rex and they have every single restaurant and they want the dining plan and they know they want memory maker and they know that they want to go to animal kingdom on this day and Hollywood studios on this day. And, and they know everything they've researched it to the nth degree. And then I have some clients come which this is totally okay too, who have zero concept of, um, you know, that there are different levels of resorts at Disney World, for example. Um, they have no idea that there's a dining plan or what do you mean, what's, what's Memory Maker? And I don't know what a fast pass is. So I think I it's helpful to me if you want, if you know where you wanna go. <laughs> <laughs> um, that at least gets us started. Um, I love playing um, with different prices and stuff. So I don't mind sending a handful of different quotes back and forth so we can at least get a conversation started about, no, that's a little bit out of my budget or do you have anything a little bit more high end? Um, So we just, I I don't know, like if you kind of have an idea where you want to go, I am absolutely fine running from there. Mm -hmm. So my question is, Let's say, you know, I'm super picky and I come with all of these like reservation requests or like fast pass requests. Like let's say mm-hmm. I want Slinky Dog and like all the big ones. When mm-hmm. you're booking them, like have you ever run into a situation where you can't get them or is that the perk of working with like a travel planner? 
Um, I think so both, to be honest. I have had situations where I like I think Slinky Dog, to be honest, was the only one I couldn't get for a particular reservation. Um but you also when you have a travel planner, um I get up at the exact moment that your 60 day window for fast passes opens up. And so if you don't get them, it's sure as heck not for lack of trying. Um, (laughs) but I also, um, have a really great girlfriend in Florida who has like taught me the ways of, um, fast pass manipulation and like she scores neck, like day of and next day fast passes like you wouldn't believe like it's amazing to see some of the things that she can do like with adjusting times and you know doing one person and then one more person and trying to get their times overlapping like all hope is not lost if you don't get (laughs) slinky dog at 60 days let's just say that (laughs) that's good to know (laughs) it is (laughs) that is a good point and i think that you know and i'll throw this in there another common misconception is that for people like us who go regularly, there there's still an advantage to using a travel planner, you know, even though we do know the ins and outs of how to book a resort and what the different, you know, booking windows are and things like that. So there's, you know, people of all different on the spectrum of knowledge base that can be helped out by services like that. Absolutely. And I think another like side of that too is it, if you are a small business supporter, um, if you're a side hustle supporter, if you're a mom boss supporter, like having a travel planner book a trip that you could very easily do yourself, all it is doing is helping out that person. It doesn't cost you anything financially. It helps that person either monetarily or even confidence building. It builds a relationship. Um, I think it's fantastic. My last two trips um, that I went on to Disney were booked by a travel agent, not myself. So um, I knew what I was doing, absolutely. But those two women are fantastic and deserved my business. And I have great things to say about them. I think that's another cool thing about this community is there's enough clients out there for everybody. And I think I personally have just built relationships, not comp, (laughs) I can't even speak, Um, (laughs) like competitive relationships, like that's not my bag. So it's been really, really a cool experience. Certainly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So looking at it from kind of the opposite side, I think that a lot of people listening to the podcast maybe have an interest or they're already in the game and they are a travel planner or they have interest in becoming a travel planner. Can you talk about kind of what tips that you have as far as how do you scout out an agency? How do you figure out like what's the best setup for you? And, you know, do you need to niche down kind of all the things that go into it to make sure that you're setting it up for success on the front end? Absolutely. Um, So when I wanted to dip my toes in the water of being a travel planner, I um, reached out to quite a few different agencies. Um, First off, I should back up and say, when you're a travel planner, like me, for example, you're a contractor. So you contract with a travel agency. So you're you're self-employed. I work under or for capture the magic vacations and they are on the smaller side i would say agency wise i think there's about 55 of us um 
I reached out to a handful of different um, travel agencies. I'm really into aesthetics. So if I thought the website that I landed on when I Googled travel agencies or Disney travel agencies, if I thought their website was well-designed and aesthetically pleasing, and I know that's kind of silly, but that's just me, I would reach out and see if they were hiring. Um, Some completely blew me off and some were really fantastic and had really in-depth training programs um, there are some really, really big agencies out there that have travel agents that are incredibly successful financially. Um, there are some agencies that want you to work full time. Um, and when I landed on mine, Capture the Magic, I really, really connected with the owner. Um, her name is Tara and the other owner's name is Connie and they are fantastic. Um, like meeting them, talking to them. I felt like I really built a connection with them, which is how I ended up choosing their agency to work for. Um, but I do have to say, once you find when you think you might connect with, really look into their training um, because there is so much that goes in, along with what we do. And you wanna feel supported in learning the ropes, not thrown into the deep end. So. Sorry, I think I was rambling there. <laughs> no, 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 that's, I think that's really good information because even like Brendan and myself, when we first started looking for like a Disney outlet, I mean, you know, just a way to share our love for Disney, we looked at Disney like travel planning and it really is a lot of information to look through and there are so many different sites and like you said, the training, I mean, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah, it. it it felt that way. Absolutely. (laughs) So I'm glad to have found, um, a good fit with the agency I'm at right now. For sure. I think, I mean, and I can dive into that story more because I actually went through an interview process to do it Mm -hmm. at one point. And, you know, it's like you said that there's different kinds of preconceived notions around travel planners. There's some agencies that are better. There's some agencies that are worse. And I think that Mm -hmm. it is so important to do your due diligence because I came out of that interview thinking, oh my God, I would never book anything with these people in my entire life. (laughs) Oh, Uh, see, yeah, that's absolutely, I I came in contact um, with a website that I thought was fantastic. It was really, really well done. Um, their training process was very extensive, really, really, um, that was also very, very well put together, but I literally would have been a teeny tiny minnow and an ocean of really, really high performing agents. Um, and that's just not where I belonged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's so absolutely think- right. And there's some people that that would be a great spot for them. Some people that are really sales driven, maybe, or really, really, you know, thinking that this is going to be their day job because people make it happen. Absolutely. Um, But where I'm at is a perfect fit as in they there's, you know, they know that I'm part time and it's it's great. I'm really happy that I landed where I did. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of my point to it is that there's so many different options out there that you don't have to say yes to the first thing that comes along, that you can Absolutely. keep searching, find the right solution for you and find a, something that has your values and the way that you would want to serve your clients. I think it's so important 
to, to make sure that you're finding that right fit. Yes. Yes. And at the end of the day, you're working for yourself. You are a self-employed contractor. So you have to do what's best for you. Um, and I think it can get to like you, you know, you, I was used to in theory applying for a job, but really, you know, you're marketing yourself. You want them to think that you're a good fit just as much you want to, as much as you want to be a good fit for them. So, yeah. So kind of, you know, once you decided that you're going to become a travel planner and you found your great agency, you know, now you have to start building your client base. And naturally, social media and the influence that it has can play a big role in that. So how has social media helped you in growing your travel agent business? So I started um, my Instagram page and my Facebook page, for that matter, um, Travel with Brian, um, last summer. And I have to say that I started out first thinking that I was wanting to create um, a really, you know, only Disney page and I wanted to be huge and I wanted to have thousands and thousands of followers and it's so easy to get caught up in that cycle of, um, just wanting to be big and wanting to, you know, feel valid, I guess. Um, and I found that, I got really lost in follow loops and which are great. They serve a purpose. Absolutely. Um, but for me, I found that by creating a space that really was very much me, um, that's where I really started meeting people that, um, reached out for travel help or really great friends. Like the one I mentioned before, um, about fast passes. Um, she's a social media friend and, I think that is why I have had the success I feel like I have had um, with getting clients from social media. They see how I travel and they maybe see me as a person and think I'm funny or entertaining or, you know, helpful and um, I hope genuine and reach out for help. And it's blown my mind how much client work I've gotten from social media from people I don't know at all. Um, because I am new, new to this, I would say fairly, it's been a little bit less than a year and, you know, yeah, I'm booking trips for friends and neighbors and somebody's cousin, but I'm also booking trips for people that, you know, live in Texas that I had never met or the Midwest. So it's, it's really cool. And I think social media has a really bad rap, um, I personally have negative feelings for it sometimes, but it can be a fantastic tool. So it's really been a really, really fantastic space for me. I love that. I think that is something that certainly we have been down a similar path of getting caught up in the game. And whenever you first create that account, you have this idea of, oh, people are going to love me. I'm going to, you know gain a hundred followers a day like you do at the very beginning of it whenever yeah. you're first getting started you know you think oh just in two months i'm gonna be ten thousand. <laughs> yeah and... that swipe up feature is everybody's <laughs> game right everybody wants that <laughs> i know that's like the biggest marketing ploy that oh, instagram has ever totally. done <laughs> absolutely 
But I think that's that is a realization that a lot of people have to come to. And unfortunately, there is no shortcut to finding that, that it is something where you have to get comfortable with who you are, not getting caught up in the numbers and curating those relationships that naturally kind of form over time. Once you share who you are, people connect with that. And that's where the real magic can happen with social media. Absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think, um, I feel like, I don't even know if this is the right term for it, but I feel like, you know, when you are, say in school, for example, you have a senior class, right? And everybody starts at the same time. Everybody started at kindergarten at the same time. Well, I feel like social media has that in a way. Like you kind of get lumped together for the most part with everyone that kind of started at the same time as you and you form bonds with them whether it be from like, you know, different loops you've been in or follows, you know, groups you've been in and you see the same people over and over again and they kind of become your senior class, for example. And like, I feel like that's maybe how I got connected with you guys or Andrea from Isn't It Neat. And, you know, it's just funny. You like meet these people and you see them all like over and over again, like the same posts, they like the same posts as you do. And it creates this like group of, friends and you find your people that way you find who connects with you and who is like-minded and it's it's a really really cool thing I think the Disney community is very unique in that um we're very I think we're a really self like really supportive group and it's it's been such a neat very eye-opening experience for me absolutely I think that's so funny. I've never thought about it that way. But as you were like explaining the whole class thing, it made a lot of sense. And that was so great. (laughs) I don't know why. Like, I've always kind of felt like that. Like, oh, we all started kindergarten at the same time. Like, that's just kind of always how it felt to me. Like, we were all kind of on a level playing field, right? Like, everybody kind of had the same amount of followers, give or take. We all wanted the same thing, same goal. And it's been neat to watch everybody evolve. And I think we're all kind of coming to that realization that like, if you put yourself out there just as a genuine human, your people will find you and you will grow and you will let your account go where it is supposed to be. It will fall into place. And it's hard to step back and let it do that, but it is happening for me and it's been a neat process. For sure. I think it is interesting that you kind of, you fall into circles kind of naturally. And now, like one of my absolute favorite things that brings me the most joy of anything is a situation that happened whenever we asked you to come on the podcast. And then I get a message from Andrea from Isn't It Neat? Like, I don't (laughs) know, maybe 20 minutes later, like, hey, I heard you're going to interview Brienne. Like, (laughs) that is just like one of the best things. And that's so supportive to know that yeah. there's people out there that are cheering for you and, that, and you know, they want you to get that next break or they want that next door to open for you. Absolutely. She was like one of the coolest connections I've made. Um, I, you know, I can't even remember how we got connected at, at some point ages ago. And then it became, Hey, I want to go to Disney world for the first time where Disneylanders, can you help me? And so I helped her and her husband book a trip and then, it was, hey, I'm going to be in Seattle, just tourist, you know, being a tourist with my husband. Did you want to have a drink? And like, I wish someone had filmed it. Like her and I legit ran across a restaurant to each other and gave each other the most giant hug. Like, 
I talk to her via text every day. She's one of my favorite people. Like I called her like a week ago and said, Hey, do you want to go to Florida with me in October? And it was like, heck yes, I do. You know, you know, it's just been such a fun, fun, real friendship. And I'm so grateful for it, but it's been so cool. For sure. So, so cool. One thing I do want to mention, because I'll be remiss if I don't, and then we'll move on to our fast pass round. I promise yeah. we won't t- stay too long on it. But I do think it is important, and we've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast, is to realize there are some people out there that their goal is to be an Instagrammer. And that is perfectly yeah. fine. And that that is a very tough game. And I respect anybody who's able to do that and achieve that. But I do think it's important for anybody else who's using Instagram as a tool to connect with people to realize that that's what it is, that we are podcasters at heart. We use Instagram to help spread the word. You are a travel planner at heart and you use Instagram as a tool. So a lot of times it's not about getting that next follower. It's about connecting with the followers that you already have you know, serving those people as well as you can. And then they're going to go and spread the word about you and, and do yeah, the great absolutely. work for you and the groundwork that you need to do. That's going to gain you that next follower instead of getting it through a follow loop. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Andrea is super good about that is whenever I go like off the ledge of like, gosh, I lost 15 followers today or, you know, my feed doesn't look cohesive and it's not all filtered the exact same way or you know I'm never gonna get to the swipe up feature she is so good at talking me back off that ledge like that's her she's fantastic I know you guys have talked to her she's wonderful but like she talks me off that ledge all the time like hey tomorrow you could wake up and Instagram is gone what are you gonna do you're still gonna hustle travel and that's absolutely right yeah so exactly and it's great to get those people in your corner early on, they're going to grow with you. And you can, you can, like you said, you can be those that go to person when things aren't going right, who are able to, to help you get the ship steered back correctly. Absolutely. Catherine didn't like that analogy. I I didn't think that, (laughs) I don't think those are the words that are going to come out of your mouth. Whatever. (laughs) I'm pretty proud of myself that I ended that sentence with the cohesive thoughts. So pat on my back. It's been a struggle for us, so. Yeah, it's all right. I am right in your boat, so don't <laughs> you worry. All the boat references that we can get. See what I did there. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Brian, yeah. I thank you so much for sharing that portion of the episode. I think that's so useful, and I'm sure just, you know, I think I can speak for you that if anybody's interested in getting into that world of travel planning or anything else that you've mentioned that they connect with, um, I'm sure you'd love to hear from them and, and connect with them and, and try to help anybody Absolutely. else along the way. Absolutely. Well, perfect. So the next thing we'll jump into is our fast pass round. So we will just throw out these Disney topics. And if you can just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay. So the first one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you visited. So I have been to all of the ones in the United States of America since I did not hop on that train to (laughs) Disney Paris. My heart is still broken. We all make mistakes. It's okay. See, Catherine, we don't want to be in that (laughs) Don't be in my boat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So... Of all of the parks that you've been to, which individual one is your favorite and why? 
Um, I still adore Epcot. Um, I love, love, love walking through all the different countries. Um, I love meeting the kids that work there. I say kids because they're all significantly younger than me now. Um, I just, it feels like you get to go somewhere different every time you walk through a different pavilion. Um, I love all the food. I love all the drinks. Um, it's just, they did it so well, but I love Epcot the most for sure. So our question for anybody who says Epcot is which one is your favorite festival? Um, I'm going to say Flower and Garden. It's so pretty. It's just, I love how gorgeous it is. Um, the topiaries just blow my mind. I love them. Yes. And that's not the question I thought you were going to ask either. I thought you were going to ask, what's your favorite country? <laughs> um, I'll answer that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to go with France for sure. Ooh. I have never met a macaroon that I did not like. <laughs> We're going to title this the episode that Catherine and Brennan were not on the same page. <laughs> but we're rolling with it. We are going. Yeah. That's good. So next one would be your Disney bucket list trip. Oh, gosh. Um, I would love to stay at the Polynesian someday and take, like, a full two weeks to do the park slowly take some days off and really enjoy the resort and the pool. And um, I would love to like make sure to get in all the expensive tours that I could as possibly like pack in. Um, and then from there I would fly from Orlando to Paris and get in my boat and go <laughs> <laughs> and get on a train and then go to Disney Paris. I think that would be amazing. Mm, that does sound awesome. That does sound like a good one. So when you go to Disney, since you said you really just want to relax and like take it all in, are you like a go, go, goer? I am. I am <laughs> a lunatic. And <laughs> um, I took in December two girlfriends. My daughter came as well. And then two girlfriends and they had never been. And we did it all. Like we hit every nighttime show. We did all the big headliner um, rides. We rope dropped. Um, they were dragging tough by the end <laughs> of the trip. Like, that was really fun, Brian, but we are never going with you again. <laughs> um, it, but that's, you know, my daughter's right there with me. She's such a trooper, even for as young as she is. Like, she will hang in there. I have, like, physically carried her out at night when she, like, has stayed with me till the fireworks. Like, when they used to do wishes and we would say like rope drop to wishes, we were that family. Like I <laughs> don't want to miss anything. And so these next few trips I have planned, I have been um, May 3rd and I really want to just try and slow down because I get this mindset that I'm never going to get to come back here. Well, that's not true. Like you don't have to see everything that time. Like you'll get to come back. It's okay. Sit back and enjoy everything. So You'll have to let us know how that goes because we give ourselves that pep talk every single time <laughs> oh, no. and it never works. It never works. Oh, it's like, all right, Catherine, I know we're standing next to Big Thunder Mountain, but a Space Mountain Fast Pass <laughs> just opened up. Like you ready to sprint over there? Yeah. Across the entire park. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's an issue. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel yeah. It's a cross. We all <laughs> must somebody somebody has to carry it. It might as well be us. <laughs> so the next one would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. Um I am gonna go with Polly. I've never stayed there. Um, but it is I just love the tropical feel of it. I love the restaurants they have are fantastic. The theming is wonderful. Um, we're staying at the Wilderness Lodge this next trip in May. Um, and that is so homey to me because I'm a Northwest kid. Um, so those are probably my two favorite for sure. I'd say that is my number one and number two as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're on the same page. So next one, going with rides and attractions, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Uh, Splash Mountain, hands down, every time. Ooh. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever had someone say Splash Mountain. Really? So. Oh, it's my, I just love it so much. It's long. Like, you get what you pay for for Splash Mountain, in my opinion, and it's funny and the cute little songs and i see something different every single time i go on it and oh, i love the love it it's my favorite my it, daughter hates it though oh, <laughs> she <hates> it so <laughs> maybe she'll grow to love it i didn't like it as a kid but now i enjoy it yeah she gets real mad when she gets wet <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so i've got to ask do you prefer the disneyland or the magic kingdom version um i okay so have you guys been to disneyland we have yes. Okay, so Disneyland, you have to, you sit like by yourself, except if you're in the back row with somebody that has a tiny rear end, you can like squeeze two people in. <laughs> but Disney, <laughs> Disney World, you actually get to sit next to someone. And so that I love, um, especially if you need to hide, um, you know, from waterfalls that you're stopped next to. But I love the Disney World one, the Magic Kingdom one the best, just because you get to sit next to someone. I'm thinking back to when we went on the Disneyland version and we had the two little girls sitting in the back. I say little. They were like <laughs> probably 16 or so. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe they were Japanese. But don't quote me on that. They were hilarious. They Aww. like screamed the entire oh. time. And they had maybe two drops of water on them at yeah. the end. And we were soaked. I, yeah, we definitely blockaded the water from them. But they were not about getting wet. I don't know if they knew oh. it was a water ride. But they were freaking out. Oh, <laughs> funny. Yeah, my daughter, we got stopped. They stopped the ride for whatever reason. And she happened to be on the waterfall side. Like, right once you've gone down the big drop and it flattens out again, there's that part where the water comes down on the side. And she just, like, for five minutes, we're stuck there. And she just got soaked. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Was she so mad at me? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be, like, a scarring experience. Oh, it was. Sure. It was. It was. Yeah. I'm never going on this again. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So sticking with rides, which ride do you think is due for either an exit or a refurbishment? Um, let's see. Mm, I, gosh, that's a tough question, to be honest with you, because I love them all so much. I think, well, I think it's maybe getting one. I could be totally wrong on this. Peter Pan in Disneyland, um, 
I, I like going on it. It's fun, but I never have really understood the hype about why people get so excited for it. And I like Peter Pan is my long lost soulmate. Like he just is my boy, but that ride, like at least at Disney world, the queue is really cool, but in Disneyland, it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that could use a little update. I think. I think that's fair. And Disneyland, we did like we never even considered going on it Mm-mm. because we didn't yeah. want to wait in that queue. That was just the back and forth corral. It is. It's it's like oh, this isn't even fun. And then you get on a you know a fairly quick you know little ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so next one would be your favorite snack or a go to snack. Mm, I am um, a premium Mickey bar girl for life. Um, they're my favorite. Although when um, Disney World brought out that vanilla swirl and Dole Whip, that, you know, was pretty fantastic as well. <laughs> Ooh. That is a good one. I like both of those. Yes. So sticking with food, um, what is your favorite table service restaurant and your favorite quick service restaurant? Um, table service, we did, um, 1900 park fair last trip and it was fantastic. The food was good, but the interactions with the characters, like, I don't know what it is about meeting a quote unquote villain, but the, the experience is so different. Like Lady Tremaine was hilarious. And the, the sisters like, oh my gosh, they, they sit and had conversations with us and they are snarky and funny and oh it was so fun like they were just so neat to talk to and then you got to meet Cinderella and Prince Charming at the end so like you get the suite at the end of the dinner and it like we had the best time like that was so much fun um and quick service I would say um Woody's Lunchbox at Hollywood Studios was is my favorite because I think tater tots are the best side dish (laughs) to any meal ever and if you want to put cheese and sour cream on it, then I am just in heaven. So <laughs> their tachos were amazing. Correct answer. Yes, we were so <laughs> impressed because I feel it. like Hollywood Studios just has no quick service food that we like. And yes. that was a good improvement. Absolutely. And they have Pop-Tarts, which I lived on as a kid. So it was just the best. <laughs> I was going to ask, did you try the breakfast tachos? No, I have heard that's amazing. So I'm excited to try that next time. I highly recommend. They're not as good (laughs) as the lunch ones, but they are still really good. Fantastic. You know it's real when we ate the breakfast and the lunch tachos on the same day. Hey, I like it. That (laughs) is my kind of day. (laughs) So next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment. Um, goodness sake. When my daughter met Mickey for the very, very first time, I think she was four, I cried. Um, and that was probably one of the neatest experiences ever. She um, is most definitely a Disney kid like me, um, but she was just beside herself. And she thought that he was it. He was the real deal. And that's just one of those things that you never forget, I think, as a parent. It was just really, really, really wonderful. Random question. I've been interested in this lately. Do you, What outfit, Mickey, did she meet? He was, uh, it's like, um, 
I don't, I'm totally going to butcher this. If he was in like old 1920s looking outfit, like he had on like tan trousers and like a white button up and suspenders Ooh. and he's in California adventure yeah. um, at, over there. And oh, he was so wonderful. And like, we have a photo of him touching his nose to her nose and oh my word it like make me tear up like just thinking about it right now like it was the most exciting she was beside herself with excitement we didn't meet that mickey Catherine. <laughs> we have to go back oh. yep but well come on back <laughs> <laughs> so the next one would be your favorite disney movie um peter pan absolutely he's just i love that it's long and it's got so many cool side stories i just love it so much another correct answer you're checking <laughs> you're checking all of my favorites off the list oh good <laughs> glad i could do it for you <laughs> yeah. so next one would be your favorite disney song oh gosh probably part of your world from little mermaid that is a good one that's a good one yeah <laughs> what about your favorite disney quote Oh, goodness. It can either be from Walt himself or from any of the movies. Now you're really putting me on the spot. I should think <laughs> of something, something equally witty, too. Hmm. Um, prob- well, let's go with Hakuna, Hakuna Matata, you know? Because I say no worries in my life every day anyway. So that's perfect. For that's sure. a good one. If anybody ever mentions Lion King, we've got to ask, how are you feeling about the live action? Are you excited? I'm actually super excited. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I am a little bit confused about how the animals are not talking. I, I'm not really following that. <laughs> but I still am excited to see it. I, I, I have really enjoyed all the live actions. Dumbo was not my most, most favorite, but I still enjoyed all of them. So I'm excited. Yeah. I think that's fair. I agree. I The one thing I'm worried about with Lion King is that from the previews, maybe it'll be more apparent in the movie, it's hard to distinguish like between Mufasa and Scar. Like, yeah. It's not like yeah. the animation where like totally different colors, there's no questioning who is who. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, I, think, I think it's so well thought out, though. Like, I do have faith that it will be good. Um, Disney has yet to let me down, so... Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I'm nervous about is because I have hyped it up so much in my head. Like I cried the other day when I watched the trailer Aww. that just having like such high expectations always makes me nervous. Yes, I know. It's hard. I, I felt that way with Dumbo. So I, it's hard when you like set it up in your brain and then it's not what you expect it to be. <laughs> exactly. So... Very last question of the fast pass round would be your favorite Disney parks memory. Hmm. We met on our honeymoon. Um, we were, my husband and I went to Akershus for dinner and the waiter was like a Disney college program kid from Norway. And we like just hit it off with him really, really well. And he invited us out afterwards. <laughs> and that was so cool. It was just such a fun thing. And it, like we were kids and he was a kid. And it was just like, it, it was just a fun night. Like you felt like 
worldly almost because we got to meet kids from other places and you know we grew up and I didn't grow up in the same town he did but we both grew up in pretty small towns and we'd never really been anywhere and here we were all the way across the country and we met you know these kids from Norway so that was really cool I am so jealous (laughs) (laughs) we're eating at that restaurant that I will never try to attempt to say the name to (laughs) Akershus is that right I think it's Akershus. Yeah, I used to call it Asker House for a really long time. So don't feel bad. Yeah, I always. That's literally what I would have said. I always put a yep. house on the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yep. we're we're eating there in October. October. I'm gonna be like flirting with the waiter or waitress. Oh, do it absolutely. <laughs> and like the princesses, oh, you get them all there. Like it's just the best. The food leaves a little bit for to be desired for me, but you know it's still fun. <laughs> yep. For sure. Sure. So our very last question and something we ask all of our guests, and it's if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into the Disney community, either as a content creator, maybe they want to be a travel planner, or maybe they want to start their own small shop, what would be your advice to that person? To absolutely, absolutely be yourself. Um, I think the right people will find you. You will find your spot. There's room for everyone. Um, and we will all make room for you. Um, be yourself, though. Don't get caught up in perfection because nobody's life is that way. And so trying to portray something that isn't real just doesn't pan out in the end. And I think people find genuine entertainment and genuine content the best. Um, so be yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's great advice. And it kind of circles back to what you mentioned earlier with not just the Disney community, but even within like the travel agent community that you're in, like supporting each other and knowing that, hey, like when you buy from a small store or when you use a travel agent, like you're helping someone and there's room, like you said, for everybody. Absolutely. Yes. Well, awesome. Well, Brienne, one last thing before we leave, if you can remind our listeners where they can connect with you online. Um, I am on Instagram at travel with Brienne um, and it's T-R-A-V-E-L-W-I-T-H-B-R-I-E-N. My mom had to spell my name weird. Um, and I am on Facebook um, under the same name. So I would love to connect with you um, if you're looking to travel I'm your girl. And if you're just looking for entertainment, I'm your girl for that too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, perfect. Well, we will drop the links to that in the show notes as well for anybody who wants to head over there. So Brienne, thank you so much for joining us. We really had a blast chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.